never know. The world may never know. No, you just Hi. you guys. I'll know. All right. How Hi do guys. we? How do we want to? How do we want to open this time? Hi, kids. You like violence? Well, you did your monster of the week, right? So it's back wanna... to D&D. We're gonna finally get to Santitas. Yeah. That's no. That's the the path we're taking, right? Yeah. We did. Did we finish monster of the week? We finished yeah. that, right? Wait, wait, did, I mean, did we I finish? I killed the whole party. So yeah, we ran away. We ran away. Yeah. I, dead, I, I did kill the whole we're party. Dead. That's the end. That's a wrap. Yeah, we're dead. Like I'm just, you're, right? you're even FedEx to the afterlife. Yeah, I guess I won. I mean, I'm just surprised Suck I got that to be dick, in it. Jay, you ain't never done a TPK. Actually, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think we should let him win, guys. We should probably maybe we could get a two part. Jay is just we, trying. Are you, are you trying to tell? Are you trying to convince us to fight our way out of hell in yeah, Monster of the Week? Yeah, absolutely. Is it hell though? Jay just doesn't I mean, want to let me get a TPK before he does. That's all. That's all this is. This He's is, using you. He's using uh, you. Yeah, I am. I hey, everybody. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We are on Monster of the Week, Session 2. Mitch, do you want to go ahead and take over from here? The last quarter mile of distance went by quickly. While amidst the amber grain and flowing waves of grasses, your body seems to have boundless endurance. You continue onward, but you hear the thunderous footsteps behind you. You hear the clash of the creature as it moves through the water and the earth at a terrifying speed. And if you look behind you, you see it, a massive black pelted hound, necks that protrude from its large, thick, muscular torso into three separate, very displeased heads of three different breeds. One of a mastiff, one of a hunting hound, and one of a bull slaying dog. Your feet pound heavy against the golden grass in the firm ground beneath as you approach the dimly lit purgatorium ahead of you. The sky itself seems to lose color and as you approach this meadow, the golden grass falls into a low, unassuming growth. And the color itself seems to drain from the world around you. What little colors you have remaining in your dead flesh seem to wisp away and everything seems to concede to hues of purple and gray. And that is when the three-headed beast descends upon you. Everybody roll me a holy shit, I don't want to die. Okay. Uh, whichever version of roll you choose to do for that is fine. Because there's three of you, and there's three heads. Okay. I roll to protect someone. Um. I can't say I charged immediately into danger here, can I? Mm -hmm. No, we're running away from it. Running in front of a Mack truck is not charging into a, a dangerous situation. That's suicide. <laughs> Nine plus two. For what? I don't know. You asked me to roll for what a is thing your that's method? not real. Yeah. What, what's your What is your method? What is your method? How? What role are you using? Are you kicking some ass? Are you escaping the situation? I'm acting under pressure. Are you using magic? Because you have that. I could. You You can do shit. I will. I will act. I'm trying to get. I will use magic. I will use magic. I'm going right. to roll a nine plus two weird uh, to jinx. Do you think there's any way I could roll to ma manipulate somebody here to get out of this? <laughs> you think that? I mean, if you got cold cuts on you, maybe. Shit, you know what? Jeff, I'm going to be real with you. You could have, but you didn't bring the stick you pulled out of your chest cavity with you. You could have fetched ah, him. Oh, fuck. Shame. <laughs> Left the stick behind. I would have allowed like that. Got some cold You're cuts, right, because in one hand is a Colt revolver, and in the other hand is still my whiskey flask that doesn't have whiskey in it. Yeah, it is an 11 to Jinx, the dog. I'm going last. Uh, I rolled Act Under Pressure, and I got an 11. All right. Snake Eyes twice. 
you, you know, because two, because two ones, not, yes. not, 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 two, not because yes. two. It's a completely different thing. Uh, and <laughs> I rolled to protect someone, and I rolled a five, but who I'm using pro- luck. Who are you protecting? Oh, whoever was about to get hurt. All of you, Jay. There's three I heads. I threw myself in front of the other two. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I'm just saying you got to pick one. Yep. It tells me what happens. Hey, fun fact: I don't have to pick one till I know what's going on. Because under protect someone, I have the option to do hold the enemy back. Or that's, that's my option. I want that one. Oh, okay. That's that's your only <laughs> option. <laughs> no, there's others, but that's the one I want. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I like this one. It, this one makes more sense for you. Uh, all impending danger is now focused on you. Sure. Okay. Thanks for the experience. <laughs> Uh, all right, so so Orangey came in hot with an 11 on magic. Marley came in equally hot with an 11 on act under pressure. With an 11 on act under pressure, and Moss. Well, what does that mean? Is doing his best to protect whoever he can. The creature barrels down upon you, and though it is one creature, it possesses three large gnashing barrel jaws, and each of you has the attention of one head. Orangey's magic goes off first and the hound's feet become tied up it trips over itself as though perhaps the heads were unsure who was at the helm of the creature and it stumbles it's only got three heads but only one body you bitch and comes crashing to the ground it nips at marley and marley is able to deftly move out of the way but detective moss you had attempted to protect marley and you'd only rolled a five which is a failure and both of the heads, the remaining heads, gnash down upon you. I did say I choose to Now use luck. say you choose to use luck. I would like to use my luck. I have more of that. I haven't chosen doom yet. All right, all right. We're all getting right. there, though. Well? I start yelling at it, just like, Hey, here, come here, come and get me! Like clapping and throwing my hands up. You dumb mutt! The two remaining heads clash into each other, both trying to bite the same pathetically small target. You could easily fit easily fit three mosses in one of these jaws. And then they nip at each other. And Moss stands up and begins to yell at and harrow this creature. And Moss does get the attention of all three heads. Oh no, I think there's a flaw in this plan. Hey Moss, do you really want to die twice? Because it looks like you do. It's better if I die twice than we all do. Go! The thundering footsteps hadn't stopped. But the hound wasn't moving. It nips again at Moss as Moss backs away, and Moss clatters to the ground, and the creature stands up to full breadth, two of the heads growling and one of the heads barking menacingly, before suddenly a large, golden-haired bull the size of a freight truck collides with the side of the hellish hound and drives it into the ground and along the ground, easily 70 feet away from the party. What in the... We need to go now. No shit. Oh, I don't know what gods to praise for this, but I'll praise them eventually. The bull turns its head to the party and says, Run, mistress! As Cerberus rears up, bites one of its horns, drags the head down, and chomps into the back of the beast. Orangey, are you a mistress? Are they talking to you? I don't know. In the dim light, you can all now see very clearly that Orangey's robes emanate a soft amber glow. And even though the color of the world has faded as you've entered this dim purple meadow, that glow still persists, and where that glow follows, color presents normally. But you have behind you the clash of two 
ferocious and terrible beasts vying for your lives. Run, motherfucker, run. We run. Run. Absolutely. You run for an eternity, it feels like, until you hear the horrible battling clashes. Not cease, but fade from your perception. As far as you can tell, it never ceased. And you find yourself amidst this violet plain. And around you, you hadn't even noticed before, or maybe they weren't there, just amble aimlessly, with eyes glazed over and imperceptive to the world. A large number of individuals, people, from various ages and various attire, tunics and robes, some naked, just meandering aimlessly. And you feel that when you stop and your adrenaline ceases, you can feel the ache resume in your brakes, your batteries and your bruises. Marley's chest begins to pulse and thrum sorely and uncomfortably. Moss's every break a dull discomfort. And Orangey, mm. it's cold. Oh, Saints Preservers. Oh. What's going on? Don't. No. It's very cold, though. Oh. Hey, the old chest wound hurts again. And by again, I mean for the first time. Uh, can I read a bad situation? Yeah. Is there a point to reading a bad situation here, or is it pretty clear? Go for it. Okay. That's 2d6. Oh, the read bad situations are very good for me. That's a total of 11. I get to hold three, so I get to ask what's my best way in, what's my best way out. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Which are very awkward questions every time. Are there any dangers that we haven't noticed? Like, you said that we came close to what, and it caused us to feel this way? When you entered this place... This new area. The light this area. the light and the melancholy washed away from you by the dim, purpled, overcast light of this part of this realm. Okay. Do I kind of get the idea that we've somehow just... something's different? As you look around, you see that one man ambles by you, and he has a crutch and a broken leg, and he seems to be favoring that leg. You see another man missing a hand entirely. You see a person whose eyes appear to have been removed, ambling blindly. He trips over a rock before riding himself up, dusting himself off, and continuing on. And he realized that the wounds of death persist here as they have before, but they are debilitating. Do I feel like it's dangerous seeing as our wounds are, like, fatal as hell? Do I feel it, like, uh, what's the biggest threat? But kind of, that's kind of what my take. Do I feel like going further no. will be make it worse? You don't see... No, you see plenty of people ambling around, and you you don't feel like anything is progressing as you've moved forward. You sort of slowed your run to a jog, to a trot. You become tired. You had to have run three miles, and now you feel your breath start to be taken away from your chest. You feel more alive, but numb to it. Is the pain too much for everyone? Just very cold. Well, hold on, don't you take my coat? And I take off my, my long uh, duster coat. Black. Black as hell. Little threadbare, but still warm. And I, I give it to Orgy. Does, does, does this help? Does it? It does not. Much like I'd... the gunshot presented that violent rupture of the stillness before, as you collect yourselves, you realize that the pain and the suffering is ever-present but dull. You simply recoiled at first because of the contrast to that blissful absence that you had just come from. In the golden fields, you felt no pain. You felt no ill. All was well and wonderful, but here, here you were aware of the maladies that you possessed. They did not debilitate you to such an effect that you could not function, 
But as you watch the blind man stumble and the broken man limp, you are concerned that if you are to receive any further harm here, it may debilitate you further. Maybe we should try to blend in. I, su I suppose. You had some other questions, uh, like where to go, how to get out, shit like that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like what's... I want to kind of just ask, like, what's the best way forward? It's kind of a perversion of one of those questions. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Best way out, best way forward. Uh, the way to proceed. Yeah. It is, yeah. colloquially, the way to proceed, and I, I'm behind that. You don't know. This is weird to you. I mean, do any of you have any particular lore experience that would lend you to this part of a Grecian Hades? No, not in the slightest. My then, only question is, with a plus three sharp, do you think Moss so, would have as they say, when in Rome, ask a Roman. I would, hey, that was going to be my thing. I want to investigate a mystery. I'm looking for the motherfucker I, who wrote the Aenid. I want to manipulate someone. Sure. Where's Virgil? Somebody's supposed to show me the fuck around. <laughs> All right, weasel. Uh, um, yeah, I want to roll to manipulate someone. Uh, Jerry, can you read me what the manipulate someone allows me to do? Manipulate someone. Manipulate someone does not normally... Oh, that's monsters. Uh, this move is used to get people to do what you want, but you need to give them a reason to do it first. So you have to make a deal with them first, and then you roll. Uh, okay. If on a 10+, plus, they'll... Do it as long as you reward them as promise. On a 7 to 9, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. And on a miss, your approach is completely wrong and you offend or anger the target. On a 12, okay. they do what you want and become an ally for the rest of the mystery. Where did you see that? Advanced on a 12. Okay. Well. So y'all gonna hit people up, right? That's that's, that's our yeah, approach here? I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to one of these All right. guys. So, uh, Orangey's investigating. Moss is doing yes. what? Um... I you can also losses? just you can also just investigate and you can take forward from your your unused question previously. Yeah, I'm gonna just move forward with Marley. If we're gonna talk to people, I'll let you move yeah. forward. I'll, I'll let you lead, Marley. Uh, hopefully they're friendly. So, Orangey, it's good that you started because when Moss and Marley attempt to interact with these people, they don't. They seem to be in, nearly entirely unaware uh, of your presence and even the presence of each other several times you see that they nearly collide with each other and stop just in time change course and begin to wander onward but as the glowing light from your robes shines on them some color restores to them some life restores to their eyes and you you come to a man who is old and walking with a limp favoring his right foot and he he looks at you and he says hello come stay a while and listen I don't think he actually said that. No, no, <laughs> cut, cut that, cut that. I just had to make the Deckard Kane reference. Identify these nuts, you bitch. Small! <laughs> Damn it. Okay. It's right every time. <laughs> that is a five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine, ten, plus two, sharp. Damn. Or investigate a mystery. So uh, my questions that I have here are, what's, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do, and what is being concealed here? Um, you say you rolled a nine? Ten plus two. Five, six, oh. seven, eight. I rolled an eight plus two. Oh, eight plus two. Okay, okay. Oh, you got ten? Okay, never mind. On a ten plus hold two, so I can ask two questions. I guess, uh, what happened here? Uh, hey, can you, uh, can you tell me what's going on in this area? You are in the meadow of Vashfoda, where we wander. Where that's, we wander. That's all we do? I don't... How did I arrive here? 
You know, I have that very same question. Um, do so. My, I'm very limited here, but uh, what, what I want to ask is, there's someone in charge here. But do you do you happen to know if there's anyone in charge here? Of course, the king and queen, death themselves, death and death consort. Oh, um, I suppose that makes sense. We are dead. Um, you know do them. I do? Do I know where to find them? And then he just sort of like fades in and out a minute. Hello there. Hi. We were just talking. Like we didn't even stop talking. We were? Yes. I think okay. you ran out of dialogue options. Yeah, I think so too. Well. Do you know, we, we're in Asphodel. You you just told me that. Oh, yes. Asphodel. Do you know, where does death live? This is death. Okay. This is his body, his kingdom. Yes, but this where is, is a... he here in the kingdom? He just sort of holds his hands up and spins slowly. This is all. This is all death. Oh, God. Oh, but... oh, listen there. You're you're giving it a valued shot. Real good one. Uh, let old Marley take a Hel- take a shot. Hello. Hey, yeah, give it a, give it a Hel- shot. Give hello, it a try. friend. Oh. And as Marley steps oh. up, Orangey backs away. Yep. The light ceases to cast upon the man. His eyes just glaze over once again, and he begins to wander away. Hmm. Uh-huh. All right. As a direct re- as works. a direct result of Orangey backing away. Kind of rude. It appears that the light that you emanate is what is making them interactable, so to speak. Or huh. It, it invigorating them. It, it is the light that your robes emanate that invigorates them to be able to respond. Orangey, you're very popular here in wherever we I, are. I give NPCs new lines. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, you can just step forward and he will pep up again. I open up dialogue options for all the NPCs. Do you press square? You gotta you got hold square. You gotta hold square. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. At a new one. I point them at a new one. I go, hmm? Who are this... you, friend? Hi. Hello. You seem to be missing an arm there. Um, do you happen to know uh, where the person in charge is? Hey there. In his orchard, where he grows the fruit. Oh, perfect. Can you point us in that direction? Where is that? And, uh... Why don't you take us... Why don't you take us there? This... And we'll make sure that we get you some fruit. You look like you could use a bite. You sort of glitch the interactions. When you (gasps) say, get you the fruit, he sort of takes a step back, and you say you, you could use a bite, and the person, a woman now, you see, stumbles backwards in shock, trips falls, picks themselves up out of the mud, and starts to hustle backwards away from you before they fall out of Orangey's light and resume their meager wandering. I don't think that uh, they want the fruit. Doesn't seem like it. Let's try another. Can you take us to the orchard? Did we ever give Orangey back her amulet? No. No. Whoever's Whoever picked it up... Oh, Ma- uh, Marley's still got Marley. it. Marley. Marley's got it. got it, yeah. I thought I dropped it, but okay, I've got no, it. No, you've got it. You put it in your coat. You put it in your handkerchief and then in your coat pocket. It was last Yeah, you dropped it, so. it and you picked it up and then shit went to shit. Actually, you're right, Marley. You did drop it. You absolutely did, did drop it. And it is very weird that it is currently placed about your neck. In my coat pocket. What? Oh. Still wrapped in my handkerchief? You're no. wearing around your it. neck. Oh, God. Hey, uh. Um, Ma- that means I lost my handkerchief. God damn it. <laughs> Marley, I, ha- I happen to notice that. It's uh, in the train wreck. Don't worry, it's in heaven. I'm not upset about it, but you seem to have my uh, necklace around you. Yeah, get this fucking thing off me. 
Oh, yes, it's been, um... And I rip it off my neck and hand it to you. Your necklace has been a very strange companion in the last four years. I, I do appreciate you holding it for me. I don't know, um, thank you. And Marley, you go to rip it off in a moment of panic. It, not kindly, just to remove it. And when you grab mm -hmm. it and you go to pull it from around your neck, you hear a tiny faint click and it just releases itself and pulls freely from you. Yes, thank you. Uh, how are you, how are you feeling, by the way? Me? Yeah. In pain. What do you think? Well, you know. Fuck you think? I got a fucking hole in my chest. The but, size of, well, you know. Wait, wait, did Ryan touch the thing? Did Orangey, did Orangey touch the thing? I have taken the necklace back, yes. Oh, do you, you still have that stick, right? What? You still have that stick, right? What stick? The one that was in my chest. The one that I took oh. from no, his chest? No, 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 the golden stick. The golden stick from earlier? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, roll I magic. Do. Roll magic. Okay. Roll big magic. <laughs> okay. Big, big magic. magic? Roll big magic. Roll, roll for big magic. Is there a roll for big magic? You do not roll for big magic. <laughs> there is right now. No. Use this when you want. enough, it becomes big magic. Use this when you want more than the use magic effects. Tell the keeper what you want to do. Okay, well, the keeper's telling me to roll big magic. Yeah, yeah, you're, that, you're rolling big magic because we're going to see what happens here. That goes to weird, I would imagine. I really wish our so. keeper would read the rules so he could understand how Fuck he's abusing Fuck you! <laughs> this is for narrative reasons only. Uh, I got a one and a two. Uh, that is three plus two for a whole five. Perfect. What happens? <laughs> uh, as Orangey, as Orangey receives the necklace from Marley and, and makes their statements about it, they go to put it away and they find they find that tucked in their robes is still this golden wand and they pull it out and the necklace, as if by magnetism, clicks into place at the head of the staff. The golden chain winds itself down around the staff itself winds back up towards the head and sprouts into new leaves, and the golden scepter becomes one of a sheaf of wheat. It glows brightly, it glows incredibly too brightly, and there is a nova of golden, pure light, so bright that at the center, all you can see is the outline of a woman in robes, standing there for a moment, bearing the scepter with the hand held out firm. Ah, saints alive. As the light recedes, Orangey is dropped to the ground, and you see the wave of it carry over the Ashfodel fields. The entire field is lit up in full color. The grass grows to new heights. The people there seem to cease their stumbles and their mumbles. They all become aware for a brief moment as the light passes over them. And then the wave passes on and they return to their dim, dank wanderings as Orangey picks themselves up. Well, that was new. Hey there, Orangey. If you could light him up again so I can find somebody that'll direct us where we need to go. I'm really good at finding someone to help. Can you do that again? We're not going to worry about what just happened to me right now. Okay. There's a lot going on, Orangey. Um, if I was going to worry about every little thing, we'd, we'd, it'd be all day. I'm more worried Listen. about the fact that Molly was just wearing the necklace and... And now I gave it to you, it's not my fucking problem anymore. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Orangey, what, what's the problem with the necklace? We, we don't know shit about it. What is the necklace? So the necklace is the thing that I got my powers from, or at least that's when it started happening. Okay, where did you get it? I've been trying to find information about you and that damn thing four years, and I've found nothing. I found four it. years I tried. Not a damn thing. Found it. I wouldn't talk to the Selkies myself. Might need We've to. actually become quite good friends. You might need to tell me about that later. But I found it in a trunk in the attic of my childhood home. Your adopted home? No, before that. Your shot. Where, where, did, where were you born? When were you born? When were you born? People think seem to think that you have to be close to 40 years old or more. Um, it's not really a thing that I've kept track of. I what don't actually never... know when my 
birthday is. I don't celebrate it. Okay. How many Christmases have gone by then? I don't know. I don't really celebrate that either. I don't have a lot of friends. Orange, you were with your family in Wichita for five years. You okay. know that. I, I thought it was ten, but okay. No, you were a you you appeared to be about ten. Okay. You were with them for about five, and then you were not there for twenty to fifteen to twenty. So naturally, you look seventeen. Anything you can tell us about yourself would help a lot. Well, my original family is from Wichita. And like I said, I found this necklace up in the attic. Um, no one really seemed to know what it was, but they didn't take it from me either. Um, they... Why would uh, they take it from you? I mean, it's not mine. I mean, it, it is now, but I just kind of found it. I didn't know whose it was. And I've had it ever since. And that's kind of when all the weird things started happening. Weird things like what? Like, started hearing voices... And, uh, obviously these weird powers that I have started manifesting around that time. Ah, yes. Uh, it's of note that, Orangey, you, you've had a wicked green thumb ever since. Weird. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's... So, I'll tell you that Moss had it for four years, and none of that happened to him. And in fact, the moment we were in your... were at your memorial, granted your body had been buried four years prior, we had our first incident with it and anything weird other than the fact that apparently he couldn't put it back on ya, and he also couldn't get it, get the fucking rid of it. It seemed done with your body. Like, and, it, and, and, and I mean that, like, it has desires. Desires. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you left me alone for too long. It was it was bound to happen. Well, well uh, seems to be uh, a piece of this rod here. Does the rod resemble anything besides a, sh a shaft no, just a just a sheaf of wheat. Of wheat a gold, sheaf. a like solid gold sheaf of wheat. But that's that's it. Okay. All right. Well, you seem to have a gold piece of wheat now. Which the use of that? Fuck if I ever known if or I ever will know for that matter. Make some gold bread. I'm glad you still got your sense of humor. Okay. Well, the uh, the hobbling man from before stumbles back into Orangey's light, which has returned to just the dim glow. Oh, hello. You're hey new here. Hello there, again. Sir. We're trying to get to the orchard. Can you take us? What? The orchard? Yes, I've been Which? called over to the orchard, and it would be great if you could take us there. I cannot take there. I belong somewhere. Okay, can here? you just point us in... Could you if point we, us in the direction? I, I look... I, what if we took you to where you belong, you could take us to the orchard? Oh, I would rather you take me where I desire to be. Where would that be, sir? Tell me where. As I, I told you once before, uh, say it again. Say not a word in death's favor, for I would rather be a paid servant in a poor man's house and be above ground than the king of all the kings among the dead. The, or the orchard. I know where the orchard is. And he sort of spins <sighs> around, kind of disoriented. Oh, yes, there it is. And he points straight down. Oh, okay. okay. Um. And you hear again in the background, the three howls. Are there some stairs? Maybe. Yeah. All right, so. Yes, there are stairs in a cave. You find it atop the peak just north of the town. And when you descend them into. And you see Cerberus. 
this fight faster would be I, better. I look around to look at somebody that looks more helpful in any version of way. Because There's no time. No, hold on. Because I rolled manipulate someone, and not only did I roll it, I rolled a 13, which means we get a new buddy. So. Oh, fuck. I find the most buddiest buddy, and I go, you. find the souls waiting to come here. And you may travel across that wicked creek. You look like the kind of guy that can really help someone out. Yeah. Um, you do make a body eventually, but first, Borker Borkington is here to eat your soul, so you should bounce. Okay. And you see Borker Borkington, and it is only safe to assume that the colossal bull has been destroyed, but it has not. And you see racing alongside it, the bull, and the bull strikes at the hound with its horns, and the hound snaps back, and the bull sweeps the leg out from under the great hellish fiend. And it tumbles into a roll. And the bull calls out to you. Do you recognize me? It is I, Zagreus. Come. And, uh, oh, God, that bull is so hot. And the bull just scoops you with, like, his nose and his horns up onto the pallet of his rack. Is this safe? And he keeps fucking running. And, uh, Jeff, go ahead and do your thing. Do, do your whatever you want to do. Wait, wait, wait. I know how this works. If we die, we just sort of, uh, we're just gonna appear in a pool of blood and we get to start the whole thing over. So now we can oh, play it a little bit fantastic. more fast and loose. Okay. Thank God. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, yeah. I rolled to manipulate someone. Sure. My sure, dad here. Sure, can I go sure, kick his ass? Sure. How do you, uh, how do you, how do you approach it? Uh, well, you look like you could be helpful. Obviously, you've already been helpful. Can you get us literally anywhere out of here? Yes, we must leave. And he trundles onward, and now now you get a, a better look at it. And this thing is in this thing is in rough shape. You didn't get a good look at it before because the side that was facing you was in relatively good condition, but the other side is burnt and charred, and significant portions of the flesh are missing, having been torn out, filled with a murky green incorporeal ectoplasm. And he just oh, great. he just says, "Well, shall I take you uh, to the orchard?" Why to the orchard? You wish to leave or stay? Leave. 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 Ideally. We're not from here. Then I know the way. And he Back to life? Can you take us back to living? He banks so hard he almost throws you. And uh, he's now cutting right towards a blackness. He comes alongside. I'm going to try to bang a fury. All right. He comes up along. he, He comes alongside a river and begins to follow it behind you, you no longer hear the hound. Last time we were near this river, I shot the boatman. Hey, so this is a different keep, river. Keep There's that. five of them. Last time we were near a river, I shot the boatman. So just keep that in mind. And I found a headless woman that gave me this rod, so I don't know. And then, uh, so he runs for a while, and he sort of stops talking and just keeps running. And you see his eyes fade to black, and then again start to glow with that green that they held before. And they seem to be fading in and out. And then finally, with a pulse of light, his eyes glow golden. And in a more somber tone, the final key, a guiding light, burning all ends of the compass bright. And it breathes heavily and it just continues to run animalistically, sprinting at full tilt down this river. The cycle is broken and must be fixed. What cycle? And the creature begins to get out, of, out of breath as though it's running running out of energy, really, and this must be the effect of the Fields of Asphodel. 
Zagreus, are you okay? And then things get better. Do they? What do you mean, better? Do they? they? Literally, literally anything would be better. Yeah, literally anything would be better. Smoky, green, fiery lightning crackles across the sky, spreading like a web of destruction and death, illuminating the entire realm you are in briefly in this wicked green light. The thunder cracks again, this time louder and more clear. And then the thunder cracks a third time, more lightning spreading across the skies. And as the thunder cracks the third time, you realize that it is not thunder. It is an oppressively, cacophonously loud, menacing order. Each word sending tendrils of lightning scattered across the sky. Return the mistress to her order. And the lightning lashes out and strikes the ground nearby. Zagreus, who's the mistress? Zagreus begins to exhale green-lit smoke. The ectoplasm filling the gaps in its body begins to wisp away. And you hear the lightning and the thunder crash again. Return! And it strikes nearer, stumbling the giant beast. Zagreus' eyes are still glowing with that golden light, but it begins to wink out. Return! The thunder calls again. I don't believe he hears us. Oh, I think we're not in a good place. Zagreus turns his head upward slightly and says, Do not fear. Your path is clear. So long as return interrupts him. Do not take flesh from thee. And then one final return. So loud as to emanate from inside you with cacophonous pain. And a bolt of lightning strikes down from the sky. Not near Zagreus, but into Zagreus, rending the bull's form in half, casting the remainders of its body into smelted ash and green wisp. Your bodies are thrown into the river as you approach what can only be described as the edge of the world. The lightning quiets for a moment, and then you hear the rumble begin again, as if whatever this being is, is angry, beginning to rile in a fury, and the current sweeps you towards the edge, which you hadn't been paid attention to. You'd been transfixed, trying to communicate with Zagris. Of course, you needed to know where you were. And you see that the world itself falls off. The waters of the river cast themselves into a blackness. Hot, sulfur-ridden steam rises up from the depths, illuminated only by the crackle and burn of deep red embers from the depths below. This doesn't look like much of an orchard, does it? Well, if we weren't in hell before... I don't think he took us to the orchard. Oh, I think he took us to the orchard. Y'all said you wanted out. Yes, that's that's what he asked. He said, do you want to go in or out? And we told him out. This doesn't look out, though. Well, out really felt like out of death. But you know what? Maybe it was out of whatever this realm was and into another one. Either way, or that looks like any hell I've ever seen. I'll tell you that fucking much. My friends, I do not know starting to feel more biblical. Don't know what to do or where to go. Well, I'm, I lost me I, gosh darn rosary when I got a hole through me chest. Had a bit of a loss, but we've been going in this direction. I imagine we just continue on. Here, Molly, take back your knuckle dusters. I think you're going to want them. Thank you. You sit adrift in the river atop the remainder of Zagreus's uncoupled head. His eyes oh. gloss to black before his body melts into the waters himself. As you fall into the cold waters, you hear wisps, and the water is light and tingles as though filled with bubbles before it casts you off of the edge and into the abyss below. Oh. So we've just been rolling down the river and now off a waterfall. You didn't really have a choice. 
There's River's a gentle a rough. river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is unfortunate. <laughs> I do, everything, everywhere we go seems to be getting worse. May the blessings of light be on you. Light without and light within. May the blessings of sunlight shine on you and warm your heart till it glows like a great peat fire. I do not know that that is going to help us with the waterfall. Amen. I don't either, but if I'm going to another hell, I'm saying another prayer. Well, here we go. You are cast over the edge and fall. You fall for what feels like an eternity. An eternity that abruptly ends as you crash into a viscous, wretched mud. Around you, the forsaken bodies of the wretched lie murmuring in pain as their bodies lay trapped. Serpents, worms, and creatures unknown to you wriggle in the mud and burrow into their flesh, endlessly consuming it. You see it heal and regenerate only long enough so as to be consumed by another such evil creature. The light of Orangey's robes, dim as it is, stand out like the beacon of Edison's electric torch in these dark depths. And as you approach the edge of Orangey's light, you can feel your body begin to fail. You know that it is Orangey's light that is persisting your bodies in this place. How's that pain level? It's real shitty. Cool. Seems like the only way out is in, everybody. <coughs> Wait, are Seems we like, like... Have we like washed on shore? Or like, where are we? <laughs> are we still in water? What's You're happening? in a pit. The water has sort pit. of just disseminated. You're in a pit... That I guess is you could say is hot. God damn it. Is there water falling on us? No. Okay. The water appears to be... There's a sprinkle here and there, but it seems like the water mostly evaporates before it gets here. So we are on solid ground. You're in mud. The okay. mud around you bubbles up, and capsules of sulfur burst forth from it. And you can well. see, just at the periphery of Orangey's radiant halo, the serpents... The worms, the insects, and the creatures circle hungrily, waiting. Well, Molly, well, Molly, at least this feels like we might understand it a little better with our upbringing. <laughs> you mean it feels like hell? Good old Milton. I don't know about you. I do not. I do not know where we are, but we need to leave now. The only way out is in. I don't know in. about you two, but I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> That's, that's a good Again. one, because we're already dead, but we should go. Also, stay close to me. And Orangey, for the first time, you feel your condition change. And your limbs become stiff. Not, none of you are debilitated so much that you cannot operate, but you are all in pretty rough shape. I, I want to reach my hand outside of the light from Orangey to see what happens. What? Moss, no. A swarm of black, lightless creatures. Perhaps locusts, perhaps something else. There's a roar of their wings as they descend upon your flesh the moment it leaves the radiant halo. I immediately, go to, I immediately go to snatch it back. Yeah. And Moss, I want you to roll me a d5. D5? Yep. Uh, I mean, I have a d6. <laughs> roll, roll me that no, d... I mean, I'll roll a d5 for you. Just take one off the top of that. Yeah, uh, uh, if I'm allowed... I rolled a 5. Okay. Um, do you start counting from the thumb or the pinky? Does it matter? Oh. Yes. Okay. Thumb. You lose your pinky. Oh. At least it's not the locusts descend upon you. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. 
the better one to lose. The pinky's basically gun. useless. We're evolving out of it anyway. It's only good for fencing and fing. <laughs> okay. The locusts descend uh, upon you, and the last portion of your body to return into the halo is your pinky. And it never returns. It is torn, Dude. sheared, clean from your body. Does it hurt? Yeah, yeah, you feel that. You feel ah! that for real Z's. All right. Hey, 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 hey. I do believe I just said not to leave me. Let's stick together, please. It's also very hot. Can we go? Sorry, just investigating. Don't do that anymore without me. Oh, don't worry. As Orangey oh. turns their back in anger on Moss, they see lights in the cliff face behind them, which must be some sort of structure. Two window-sized glows, and it's difficult to tell how far they are, because the light seems too dim to be close, but you could not have been cast that far. There is an odd haze in this realm that seems to devour light itself. What is this place? Well, <laughs> well, if you ask old Marley, I'd say it's the last place we'll ever get to be. That's <laughs> a uh, chest wound ain't, <laughs> ain't doing me any favors. Yeah, just just hang in there. Come on, let's go. Try breaking every bone. Um, let's go forward. <coughs> Blood Lead the way. shoots out of my hole. <laughs> <laughs> this time it feels again like an eternity of travel, but you know that you only covered 30 paces. You were not far from these lights, but in your current states, that 30 paces was a hell all on its own. As Orangey moves forward, their radiance dissipates the hellbound creatures, at least. You pass over the mangled remnant of one victim of this realm, and for a moment, it gasps back to breath as the creatures burrow deep into its flesh to escape the light, and it lets out a soft whimper. The tear rolls down its eye as you move beyond. There's a hoarse gasp as it leaves the radiance again, and you can hear the unfortunate sounds of its torment resuming. You arrive at a simple wooden door set between two windows in the cliff face. Now you can see that water or some sort of viscous liquid, perhaps just water intoxified by the cliff face itself, drips down the walls and it's damp, uncomfortable, moist. It's still hot? It's still hot. Okay, mistress, miss, uh, <laughs> lead the way, Angie. My my voice is tightening up more, so good luck with my moss voice from this point on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You are a broken, sad man. Yeah, it's actually working out. Literally right. broken. It's difficult for me to do a German accent with this sort of thing for some reason, though. Uh, I'm going to... <laughs> you okay? Molly, you okay? Come on, where's you still with me? Oh, Marley, uh... Uh, he's a stubborn old old mule. Uh, Marley says that, and you you witness for a moment that Marley seems to grow weaker, and he seeks deeper into the mud when he does. Uh, I'm. But then he clutches at his chest, catches his breath, and, and stumbles <laughs> upward out of it once more. Okay, don't do that again. Let's go. I'm going to slam upon the door with the rod. With the key you gave me. Rod, key, necklace, you, uh, I don't know what it is anymore. You feel a bit of a fool as you strike the door. Nothing happens, and then the door rebounds and swings open. It was unlocked, unlatched. There is no closure. There is no clasp. The door seems Bye. pointless, in fact. Okay, let's let's get inside. Maybe we can rest. Oh, rest. <coughs> oh yeah. Some rest would be nice. There's no, there's, there's no rest anymore. We're we're in hell. I'm sorry, oh, everyone. I led I led you all here. 
Yeah, it was my fault. I, I was already here. Fortunately, Moss is partly wrong. There is some respite. The temperature declines to a more bearable, though still uncomfortable level. And the wretched pestilence does not appear to have entered this room at all. In fact, this appears to be... In fact, this appears to be some sort of storage house. It is framed like a building would be, though carved only into the rough rock, and scattered about the room on various furnishings and a large table in the center is a variety of things. Your ailments subside briefly, and you find yourself amidst what can only be described as a small hall of relics. Aren't you? Do you know where we are? Boss, I haven't known where we've been since we got here. Everyone knows you. I don't know why. Like I this said, is a fucking reliquary. I'd only been here for about twenty minutes before you appeared out of the sky. In a train. I don't even know what that is. Well, let's look around. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that. Get me some investigates, boyos. Oh yeah, I, I do this real just... well. Get fucked, Ted. I help. Because rolling to help out is equally good for me. <laughs> it's gonna be a ten there, boyos. Is this a... Which one are we saying this is under? <laughs> this is investigate a mystery. But I'm choosing to help out Moss as opposed to investigate a mystery. Which, help out, I got a seven. So I just barely didn't fail. So before I ask any questions, can I ask for a little bit more of a layout of this room as we look into it? As we take a look at uh, it. Investigate a mystery, I get a plus two, so that is five, six, seven. So we got what, seven, ten, five? Yes. Seven, seven, ten. Thank you. Much better. But mine was a help out for his. So tell me what my seven does, Jay, to help you out. Oh, I get an eleven, which I would say help. If you're going to help people, help uh, Orangey because I'm already a resounding success. Okay, I help Orangey. You're going to help Moss and he gives you the tut, tut, tut. Yeah. And I, I, just keeps doing his I, thing. I leveled up, but I have a plus three sharp. Thank you very much. Go away. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Wow. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Moss pulls out like one of those switchblade magnifying glass, does the Bally song thing for a minute, and then, you know. Wild. So, yeah, I help out Orangey. Orangey then gets an eight, right? Because I add one. All right. So the layout of this room is boringly simple. There are a few chairs, some drawers, some chests scattered on the outside edges. Some open, some closed. It looks as though this could be a reliquary, but things have just been tossed here, like an unkempt storage locker. There's nothing of particular import. The room is square and has a reasonably high roof. Perhaps we could find something useful here to help us wherever we're going. This looks like some of the boys' trunks back when I was in the Navy. Whoa, whoa, I said it was a shit show. I didn't say it was that bad. So there are a number of things that feel like they are likely important to something or, or someone. And you feel like the things that are scattered about the room are the least significant. And you sort of resign your searches to the table in the center of the room. You are able to conclude that your best guess would be a handful of items that seem to respond in a way, sort of thrum when Orangey presents themselves near it. You end up with a series of things to select from. There is a four-pointed torch. There is a fine golden hoplite's helmet. There is a small, unassuming clay pot filled with nothing at all except for a sourceless, burning wisp of flame. And at the center of the table, buried under some things, is a cornucopia of woven golden rattan. Not made of gold, just gold in color. 
a natural substance, and out from it pours pomegranates, fresh and virulently red. Is anyone ever familiar with old stories, mythology? Do you know the Greek myths? Not so much, I. No? Well, a couple of them that carried over from when Roman the Greeks were, you know, Greeking? Conquering everything. <laughs> I don't even know. From if those when were. those Greeks were fire. Before. From when the Greeks were all across the land. Before the end of every one of those stories, it seems like there's always some sort of magic doohickey, item, shield, helmet that helps them take on some big monster. It's starting to feel very... starting to feel like it pertains to us. Well? Well? I've already got this... thing. Um, can I... how many... how much liberties you would only let me take here? Um, uh, as far as? It's a very vague question. Uh, as far as my available knowledge. I mean, what do you, what do you want? What do you want? Uh, well... Jeff knows that that pomegranate is the fruit that Persephone ate. Mm-hmm. Okay. That puts her here, that kept her here. Okay. Does Marley know that? He, he could. Yeah, that wouldn't, there's, that's a common, if you were, like, at all fulfill, familiar with those stories, that's a common enough story. I feel like that would be not esoteric in this sense. Okay. Then, uh, well, <laughs> one thing I do know is we shouldn't, we shouldn't touch the pomegranate. Why? Well, some of the old stories I do know. There was a there was a young lady named Persephone, and by partaking in the pomegranate, she was trapped here to to remain as Hades' bride. So, this Hades person, I imagine, does he run this place? Well, the god of the underworld. And he's the god of Hades. Uh, Oddly, both he, him and the place had the same name. That's confusing. Honestly, I rather liked how simple it was. But yes, he was the lord of the underworld to the Greeks. Uh, so what are the items again? Can you can you give me a list real quick? There is a four-pointed torch. Okay. That is only noteworthy in its odd design. Otherwise, it's just a torch. There is the wicker... Unlit. Unlit. There is the wicker... Cornucopia that has the pomegranates pouring out of it. Center table, as though it was act as though it was originally placed there. There's a golden helmet. There is a small clay pot that has only a burning flame inside. And uh, when Moss had made his comment about a shield earlier, he he also noticed a, a large shield. Okay. Okay. Um. That hadn't and that hadn't thrummed with orangey. It was just a for fuck's sake. Of course, there's a shield here also. The torch is it like like a candelabra? Yeah, I, I, I want to pick that up. It's a handheld. Moss's entire life has been about shining light on what he... and trying to find the truth about things. I want to pick up that torch. There's been, like, and almost like a theme here. Yeah, I want to look at it. It's a torch. It's got Can four... I, it's got four bits to it. It's weird. Does anyone have a, have a lighter? Or, uh, some way to light fires? Um, no. Uh, well, I mean, there's this... There's this pot... It's got a fire in it. I, wa- I kind of wanted it, so when the fire the fire eventually goes out, I could put sarsaparilla in here. But if you oh, know, if I had a sarsaparilla out- for you, Angie, but it was on the train and it crashed. <laughs> I uh, I take a drink of, of my whiskey. Is it whiskey again yet, or is it still <laughs> honey water? It is putrid, mm-hmm. wretched, congealed filth. You spit out a mouthful of. It's like cottage cheese, Ugh. but if it was black, soaked in sulfur, and had insects inside of it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, 
That may be the last time I trust me flask here. Put the flask back in my pocket. And I go, all right, well, since everyone's grabbing one and I know I'm not grabbing the fucking fruit, I reach over and I grab the helmet. We could light the candles with this fire. Uh, does it work? I, I try to do that. Yeah. Okay. You, Are they candles? Light? I just kind of assumed. I don't know. It, it's it's, a, it's, it's literally a cross-shaped torch. Holding it like. It's a weird torch. He's okay. like trying to find a weird way to hold it without burning himself. And the torch is a long golden stave that has a cross set perpendicular atop it. Like a like the spokes of a wheel on an axle. It's a very strange design. So there's four outward pointing torches rested at the top of a stave. I have three uh two holds on my investigative mystery, and I would like to ask, what can it do? Well, <laughs> since you asked, more than a it is four sticks that you can light on fire on top of another stick that you could probably light on fire, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. You had me cool-looking, weird-ass <laughs> relics in hell, and that, and yeah, you want to yeah. know what I want yeah. from you? Yeah! <laughs> I'm not the it's idiot here, torch. keeper! What a torch! No, what it's torches torch. do. Tell me what it do. Come on, man. I put this at player level intellect. I didn't put anything. I it's a torch. It. I lit it. I did light it. I did say I lit it. Yeah, he did establish he lit you it. You light it and find out. Yeah, we lit it. Yeah, yeah, we lit it with the fire from the pot. Oh, okay. Uh, there we go. So as you light the first three times, it lights. That's what torches do. And then yeah. you light the fourth time, which also lights because that's what torches. I don't. It's a torch. It lights. <laughs> Okay. And then it casts a revealing beacon of hopeful light across the entire room in a forward cone, which reveals the visage of the inside of a beautifully decorated and frescoed Grecian home, wherever the light falls. But where shadow persists through the furniture and the relics that lay strewn around the room, you see the coarse, jagged, roughly carved stone that you came into. Well, that's illuminating, isn't it? Da, 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 da. Indeed. Well, we take everything. Since we're fucked, since we're fucked anyway, and it, Marley puts the helmet on. Mm, it's on. Check your noggin. Fantastic. Hello. Ha Is there anybody Hello. here? And when Orangey calls that out, you hear the cacophonish crash of return, and the entire room is filled with green light as lightning I don't have overdue books. strikes outside several times in rapid succession. The first handful of times, it fills the area with this horrendous green light. And then the last couple of times, it outlines the silhouette of a tall man with a sword in the dark, wearing a long, thinly pointed crown. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab Moss by his shoulders and I'm gonna go, all right, this is going to suck for both of us. And I spin him around so that we can see everything in the room really quickly. <laughs> what What do you mean? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And we're both still in pain as far yeah, as I know. Yeah, so yeah, it's not yeah. Great. No, it ain't not great. great. Um, Moss spins about 160 degrees before his broken leg is broken again and buckles beneath him. Uh, and the uh, torch, worry, I'll catch him. The torch falls boy. to the floor and rolls towards the back of the room. And the light illuminates the bottom three rungs of a ladder. There, the ladder. I go, I, I got you in my arms before you fell, and I go, ah, it was all worth it in the end. Now, I don't know if I can reset that leg, but let's get going. Uh, there's throw a, your arm over my shoulder. There's a big man with a sword. Yeah, we're leaving. We're leaving. I try to grab the torch back up. 
Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Uh, wait, I wait, imagine wait, that wait. Marley hands it up to you since he's helping you, but yeah, it, it's I, whatever. We deeply yeah. apologize yeah. for entering your domain unannounced and everything. It, no, uh, no need, no time. Let's go. Yes. Hey, uh, uh, I don't. Does anyone recall before we got in this house whether or not there was a second story? There was not. Do you in, really in think fact, that there's physics around here? When when they pick up the torch, as the light rises, it highlights more and more rungs of this ladder. And when they bring the torch to its full stand, it highlights both the floor and the ceiling, illuminating the full spread of a ladder and a hatch in the roof. The whole room fills with green light once again, and then splintered shards of wood as the door erupts inward. You see, it is an inn opening door, Orangey. You just have to be mad enough. Up, 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 up. Alright, fine, fine. Get out. Orgy, you first. So what's is the order of operations here? It's hot out there. As far as you can tell, it goes straight up into what you thought was a solid cliff. I go up and I undo the door? Yeah, I it just it. opens. It just opens. And, yeah. uh, Orangey, then uh, I push Moss up. Okay, well, we go up into what appears to be So Moss, room. you've got a broken leg and a ladder. Mm-hmm. I, I push him up. And I'm pulling... As he is pushing. So let me guess, uh, this is an act under pressure? No, no, you're just crying. Oh. <laughs> because as Marley pushes you up against your brakes and bruises, and orangey pulls in your arms, oh. decouple once again, because they hadn't healed, and the benevolence of Elysian is no longer here. You are pulled forward in a sad, broken, and painful state, but you are cleared from the room. I didn't know there was a bone there, or that it could be broken. Um, as I as I go to scale the ladder, dodge, I bitch! Pull out my colt. Dodge, bitch! Before you All even right. get the chance to pull out your colt. Is that an dodge. act under pressure? Dodge! I assume that's an act under pressure. Yes. And dodge, I'm gonna say dodge, that going into this dodge. scenario was dangerous, so I'm gonna take a. I'll take a plus two on act under that pressure. Because, you know, what could go wrong? I got an 11. Oh. No, no, I got a 10. You're good, you're oh, in the hole. Am I supposed cool. to be rolling two? No, you, you guys are in the no. hole. You're good for now. I don't even know where the hole took us. <laughs> the only uh, way out is so forward. I, I'm glad I had that plus two. It turns my six to an eight. All right. So the, uh, uh, or Moss, you see the ceiling of the hole your heaping broken body is laying in. Orangey. You look down to assist Marley, and you see the room fill with lightning, or at least the light of it. And Marley, your arm, your firing arm, is struck. You let out... Not my good arm. You let out your shot, and as the bullet leaves the barrel, lightning enters it. And the entire firearm detonates. Fuck. Filling your body with shards of steel and burning you. Taste my fucking service! But the good news is, the gun is what was struck. The man outside is nearly at the door, but he had not prepared for you to have something conductive in your hand. The shot passes through his shoulder, staggers him back a step. You have only a moment to escape. I, I break out of that motherfucker. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm limping my bitch ass uh, on. Uh, I, I just had my... Where we go? I shine my torch forward uh, ahead of Orgy. You know, I've had that, I've had that goddamn cult since the war. I don't know which <laughs> war. I could just assume I was in one. You shine your torch. You shine your torch away for a moment, and the hatch disappears. And you hear Marley fall with a thud in the other room. You hear Marley yell at you, what the and you bring the torch back over the portal. And Marley begins to climb up again. And Marley makes it up the ladder 
as the man stands to full and fills the room with effervescent green fire. I close the hatch behind us. I push the, as soon as I'm through it, I push the, the, the torch light away so it just disappears. Yep, and that's exactly what happens. As soon as the torch light is not on it, it is just sloppy, slick, smooth cave stone. You're in a tunnel. The hatch? The hatch is gone. Yeah, the hatch when the gone. light is not oh, on it, the hatch doesn't exist. Fuck. Strange. All right. Uh, so, we're, so we're in a cave now. Yes. Uh, well, I'm not doing great. The good news is, he... there's literally one way to go. Well, I'm not doing great, but I don't think any of us are. My good hand's gone, so that's unfortunate. Is I raise my my shooting hand and it's just like it's basically hamburger. It's enough. It's hamburger. It's hamburger. Uh, <laughs> Molly, 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 come here, come here, come on. Let's we'll move. My but... railway man career's done. <laughs> if we ever, you know, stop being dead. I do. Want, I, uh, do want I to... start tearing off chunks of shirt to try to bandage. I don't no, know it's what. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I Molly push you away. And... Molly, do you want? Do you want to cauterize? It's not worth it. What am I gonna do? Lose blood and die? He maybe has been he has been bleeding from his chest wound for hours now. Uh, yeah, I literally point at my gaping chest wound that is through and through, and I go, "If I was gonna bleed out, I would have done it by now." We didn't have fire before. We could cauterize that too. That's fine. It just sounds like more pain, and you know what? We're already in a world of torment. Why put? My, why choose to put myself through it? Let's move on then. Let's go. I sling his arm over my shoulder and... Thanks, Marley. We'll be helping each other out. Yeah. I'll hand you... I'll hand you beer. You keep me stable. Sounds like a plan. You hear the muffled thunder crashing against the stone from outside as you hobble away. The torch burns, casting its radiant light, and you feel... You feel your bodies regenerate somewhat. At first, you think that it is just... The pain numbing once again, but bones crackle and flesh squirms, and your bodies mm. attempt to repair themselves. And they do not repair entirely, but you are able to move once again. And you travel onward. To keep on going in hell, huh? Onward and upward, onward and upward. You hear the thunder crashing in the distance behind you, dim, until there is nothing but the ambient noise of the inside of a massive cavern. The low quiet howl of loneliness that only the deepest, broadest caverns have, as even the darkness and air cry out to one another, seeking some sort of comfort in something. Ma you travel starts, on. Ma starts giggling to himself. <laughs> What's so funny, Moss? I, Moss, I, I failed to see the comedy in the situation. I was just thinking that the next time I say once more into hell, boys... I don't think I'll say. I, I don't think I can use that phrase anymore. Listen. Well, maybe if you ever I tell can. Me once more, if you ever say once more into hell to me again, I'll shoot you dead then. <laughs> I'll shoot you dead right then and there. Fair enough, Molly. I'm sorry for bringing you. Um, I never want to ever experience this again. And I'll tell you one thing to be certain: we make it out of here. Old Marley's retiring <clears throat> from everything. No. I've worked enough for two lifetimes uh. just to get out of this. No, that one thing is for sure. Keeper definitely can't come up with something worse than this for the next year. But we'll see. <laughs> Are you challenging me? Don't yes, absolutely. <laughs> here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm only what do you get? Five XP to a to a to a level? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only two XP away from leveling. 
And after that, I can just choose to retire Marley. And you can get so, a second uh, character, yeah. So you carry hey. onward. You carry onward and you banter back and forth. As long as you can. In a desperate grasp at sanity and comfort. Until ultimately, you are consumed by the surreal loneliness of this cavern. Only kept company by the soft footfall of your steps on the slippery stone and the mud. And the cave roosters. And the cave roosters. Damn, sure. Tartarus roosters. And the cave roosters. Tartarus roosters. That's what tartar sauce comes from. It's just cave roosters. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> and finally, you hear something that you haven't heard in quite some time. The gentle drip and trickle. Sarsaparilla? <laughs> the gentle drip and trickle of water cascading down stone. Uh, I don't want to get my hopes up, boys, but I'm... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think I'm quite parched. Honestly, I can't tell. I don't feel anything, as far other than pain. Oh, the pain! You still feel that? Yeah, huh. yeah, I still feel all of it. Oh, lead, lead the way, Orangey. Yes, come on. Start to ignore it. Come along. We're almost. Or I don't know. We're we're almost somewhere. So, Orangey, you're in some spooky shit. I mean, what do you do? It's obviously out of you know, flesh puppet and hamburgers ability to do things. I think it's time for Orangey to do what Orangey do. Yeah, I can't manipulate anyone here, that's for Puxer. Not exactly any <laughs> mysteries to solve at the moment. Yeah, no, Orangey's having a tough time. Yeah, Orangey is tired of everything and feels very badly for their friends, and so they're going to try to, I don't know, m mitigate the rest of this. And uh, we're going to attempt to tune in to something. I don't know to I what. I mean, you've got two relics. I'm going. I've got Three two. Three if you count the helmet. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know what they would do. I mean, tune into can... them relics. Cool. Yeah. I'm going. Tune in to... like it's Saturday morning cartoons, bud. Let's go. I'm going to attempt something. I don't know what it'll do, but let me have those things that you're carrying. And I'm going to put the helmet on. And I'm going, I've got the necklace on with whatever the the wheat thing is, the wheat staff. I've got uh, a torch and I've got my pot. And I'm Mine going to two things together. <laughs> going to oh, attempt. Oh, that's right. I forgot about, I forgot about the pot. Four relics. We lit the torch with the pot. And uh, the other way around. I'm going to attempt to <laughs> tune in. You can attune your mind to a monster or minion. Roll plus weird on a 10 plus. Hold three. A seven and nine. Hold one on a miss. The monster becomes aware of you. Hey, can I help? I'm going to take the help action. I feel like by giving me those relics, I think you guys are both helping me. Yeah, I'm rolling help out for sure. Take a plus one for my eight roll. Yeah, I help. I'm going to help. Okay. So what do you what do you do, Orangey? What do you do, Ryan? What does Orangey do, Ryan? What does Ryan do, Orangey? <laughs> so, Ryan rolled a three plus four. That's a seven. Plus two from my weird. Reuse magic. Um, That is a nine. Plus one from Jeff. Plus one from Jay. Plus one from me. I got a seven. So I am plus one to your roll, but I am exposed to the danger or trouble as well. Okay. So I got an 11. Uh, I think we were already pretty exposed. Yeah. yeah I got an 11. Uh, my eyes light up as they do. My hair normally would stand up, but I'm wearing the helmet. Does the helmet just lift up a little bit? <laughs> the helmet lifts up. And uh, I 
attempt to so reach out. Orangey just stands there holding the things. Yeah, holding the things, got, like, hands the up. The torch in a hand, the pot in a hand, and the, the wheat thing, and they just, you know, sort of absentmindedly tap the stave, the torch stave to the ground. Orangey sets down the stave, the torch, props it against their shoulder, pulls out the sheaf rod of wheat, and then it happens. A beam of light pierces through the roof of the cavern, five or six feet above you, and highlights Orangey. Orangey's hair distends long and golden beneath their helmet, and the robes what? instantly become immaculate and clean. And before you for a moment, you're standing a woman, before the fire of the pot engulfs them, and shrouds them entirely in flame. The white robes catch instantly, and Orangey is consumed in their entirety in this hellfire. I just die again. But Orangey, you don't feel pain. You feel warmth wash over you. You feel that coldness and that stiffness you've been laboring against for so long wash away. And in a cloud of smoke and torrential fires, Orangey, age 17, stands there in their muddy makeup, their robes burnt away to their black clothes. And black hair. Still black hair stained with soot, standing in a perfectly circular beam of light from above. No more, no more like blue-tinged, drowned look? Nope, nope. This is just normal orangey. You look up to where the light emanates from, and you see a man with a wide-brimmed hat reach down some sort of some sort of stave that has a cross of wings across the tip. And he offers it to you as though to help you up. Me? He says nothing, and he waits for you all to grab on. Come, come on. I, I, I look over at Marley. We, Marley's got me propped up. We just lock eyes, I think, and fucking go for it. I just <laughs> I shrug at them, and we continue. Yeah. <laughs> Marley says, well, I mean, can it get much worse? And it's the uh, first time we've had it up since we started. I think that both me and uh, Moss, like, with one hand, because we're still slung over each other with one yeah, hand but, on but, either but, side. Mar Mar it. Marley's got me with his good arm. And then I reach up with my good hand with the good with, with that has a pinky, <laughs> and I hold on to him. The man pulls you up by the staff into his hands, and then through the portal to the other side. And as you pass through the portal, you return to blinding light, and you feel your ailments be left behind, as though you are reborn into this world, and you are oh. laid upon cold, smooth, bumpy ground. <laughs> and the three of you are pulled out and laid there. And there's the clatter of wheels on stone. There's the chatter of people. The sunlight rains upon you, and uh, the janitor stands there above you with his mop in his hand, and he slides the manhole cover back over the sewer portal that he had pulled you from. He tells uh, you that a lot of you look like shit, uh, uh, that you should get cleaned up. You're beautiful. And that if you're not a janitor, you have no business being in the sewer. Um, I, I don't worry. I don't ever plan on returning to that sewer. Oh, where, uh, where are, where, where are we? And uh, so yeah, Jeff, there is a worse fate than everything that you just went to. You're back in New York. <laughs> I guess it really could be worse.
Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.